Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Bingetown TV. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler, and we are here covering Apple TV Plus's number one TV show, Silo. Today, we are covering the season one finale titled Outside. Let's go. We got here. 10 episodes. We are at the finale, and it was a phenomenal one. Guys, if you're listening on the Silo feed, we don't want to go through our normal intro here. We know that you've been listening with us for 10 episodes. We don't want to bore you with that. But just remember, we cover so many different TV shows. We want to keep all of you guys as listeners. We had so much fun with all of you for Silo, but we want to have fun with you for The Witcher, Secret Invasion, Black Mirror, all of our past TV shows that we've covered. So just check us out, BingetownTV.com, or just type Bingetown TV onto your favorite podcast app, and you'll see everything that we've covered Please, guys, we love you all. We want you to follow us to the next TV show. We cover a million different shows, and we're going to have a different feed from now on for all of our TV shows that we're covering week to week. Also, before we get started, we have something very exciting. We talked about it last episode, and Tyler's been a a fiend on there recently. We created our own Discord server so we could talk theories, questions, mistakes, recommendations, all the above, especially for this Silo finale. We have it for every TV show we cover, but the Silo one's been popping off because Silo has been the big show right now. We're having a lot of fun talking on there. We're going to leave the link in the description. All you guys have to do is click on it, join the Discord community, talk to us about any of your favorite TV shows. It'll be all seven of us, plus a lot of our guests. Of course, Tyler's on there too. We've just been having a lot of fun with this silo coverage, and we've been talking theories. We've been talking the finale, so join us. Now, like always, Tyler, I've done this 10 weeks in a row. I can't change my ways here. So what do you think of the finale? It was good. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good. Man, it's been a fun ride, and obviously the greatest part of it is that season two is already in process. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too too political on the podcast but it does look like the actors guilds are starting to support the writer's strike which hopefully will put an end to that for all of our sakes of just folks that love good television and good theater i am looking forward to that so there's a lot of optimism and that optimism also shown through in this finale i thought they really stuck the landing they continued the silo trend of not making it kind of this elongated cat and mouse and making it, hey, boom, boom, the plot's moving fast. I mean, we've got jewels flying out of a trash chute before the freaking credits even roll, right? So the opening credits, that is. So I was a a big fan of this finale. Obviously, uh, some things that we've theorized paid off for us. Yep. Uh, There was also a a twist. There was also a twist in there that i don't think either of us uh saw coming so kind of had it all kind of had it all jim it did it was a great finale it really was i really enjoyed it i know you did a double watch so you watched it again with brenna your wife and she's been hitting us with some awesome theories as well and you've been throwing them into the discord server here and there and a lot of people have been liking them and we could talk about one of them a little bit later but yeah i mean again pat ourselves on the back we guessed a couple things but We know there's a lot that we have to figure out here. There's a lot more to talk about. There's a lot more theories to talk about. We got some wrong. The tape was phenomenal. We didn't talk about the tape. We just thought Bernard was being kind of an ass about it. You know, he's just being a stickler for the tape in the silo. I took it like he was just being, you know, the analytical 
by the book guy saying don't steal our tape and it meant something and team walk walk made it mean something yeah i mean it's it's funny i think in maybe like episode eight i told all of all of our listeners that i'm not letting another one sneak by me but i wasn't even thinking about the fact that one had already snuck by me in such a big way with the heat tape. I just wasn't putting two and two together. But it was funny because they did have like an elongated previously on silo to start this. And they, right. they showed the tape going around Allison's hands and Holston's hands. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's probably something. But let's get into some of the highlight scenes and then we can kind of talk through theories. So let's just Cut to the end first, because you just watched the finale. You're coming in. Look, we have been saying since the second episode that our take was the outside was not going to be, you know, habitable. Yeah, it wasn't going to be a great situation. Now, whether that was something that they were going to be able to find out through the bottom door in the silo or, you know, how they were putting that projection on people's screens. When they went out to clean, we didn't really know, but I did really like that we got paid off on our prediction. And that same prediction, which I thought was the coolest scene of the show, the a great show finale has a great final scene, uh, especially yep. in a mystery that's going to have multiple seasons. And not only paying you off with the fact that it is not great outside and people are dying from the quality of the air outside, they also show you that there are potentially hundreds of silos and they are all yeah. within proximity to each other. Right. So I think that also kicks us off into just having a ton of different possibilities for where season two is going, because that could be anything from people from silo 18 rushing out to pull jewels back in to interrogate her all the way to her just going and, you know, knocking on the every, damn door. Yeah. Literally <laughs> knocking on every camera in the, on these different silos until someone else lets her in or walking into, you know, I think my takeaway, um, and I actually lived in Atlanta for a year that city further away to me had the makings of a destroyed Atlanta skyline, which mm-hmm. obviously would make sense with the Georgia book, but that, you know, I don't think there's any way of telling that. Did you kind of get that as well? Or were you thinking about that? Yeah, at all? yeah. I took it as apocalyptic Atlanta just because of the Georgia book. I didn't recognize it, but you live there, so you probably would have recognized it. I just took it as Georgia City. We'll go with Atlanta. The old uh, AT&T towers. I'm not sure, but I, I think that's what they're going for. Otherwise, why would it be the Georgia book? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the big reveal of that whole sequence, though, is that. It was the tape. So they weren't sending people into a box to execute them or whatever. It was just they were sending them out. They had a projection on their screens, but they were essentially not sealing the suit and the air was getting in. And unfortunately, uh, we have to live in a world where, yeah, we we know Rashida Jones and uh, David Yellow are not cashing any season two checks unless they get some some good flashbacks. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the tough thing about that reality. What did you think about the drop of the cleaning rag and that whole end scene? That was, yeah, that was badass. They did it very, very well. I really liked how, you know, she goes outside, she's doing her walk. She notices what we noticed in episode yep. two, 
She sees the V formation birds. She says, wow, this, this is an illusion. So she's looking around. She asks for the badge. Two capital T's, Timani. <laughs> Didn't have anything to do with it, but yeah. You know. But she has the badge. She walks towards Holston. She trips, but it's only because she can't really see where she's going because the illusion is faking her out. She probably tripped on... It could have been a rock or something, but it could have been a body. It could have been. I, I think leg. You, were, you know, they pan out very quickly at the end and they kind of do it in a way that you can't see what's going on. But the fact that when the people inside are looking at her, I think we're supposed to believe that she essentially tripped on like Holston's foot or like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Not because she was doing Holston's trip where he was actually dying and takes off the helmet, this and that. But great touch putting the badge on Holston, finding where he would be, placing the badge. But yeah, going back to the camera, looking at dead in the eyes, basically looking Bernard and Sims dead in the eyes. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> right? So she does the mic drop. And, you know, I would have put two middle fingers up to the camera, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, Good I enough. Mean, so, yeah. Gotta, gotta save look, energy. We don't know how long that uh that suit's gonna hold up out there. That is definitely something we need to talk about because yes, she survived, but yes, it is a full-on wasteland. Where the hell is she even gonna walk to? And that's what you said. Is she gonna knock down some doors? Is she gonna knock on some cameras? <laughs> is she gonna get pulled away by Bernard's henchmen? You remember like growing up in the neighborhood and you know, you're knocking up for your friends. Like she's going to be like ringing the doorbells and all these like, <laughs> people are going to be like eating in the cafeteria and just <laughs> Jules going to be like, hello, pretend like you're not home. Pretend like you're not. Home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, Oh, shit. But something I want to do really quick. We've done it plenty in this pod, but there are going to be people that are searching for Silo and are finding our pod right now because they want to talk about the finale. So there are going to be some newcomers. Yep. So let's yep. just full on welcome, do our explanation. Welcome to all those yes. newcomers. Welcome, guys. And again, hit us up on BenstownTV.com. Hit us up on the Discord. We want to talk to all of you about this because there's a lot to talk about. But for anyone wondering, this is something where there's a lot of fans that do find tooth comb tv shows and didn't catch this it's hard to catch if you're just watching a show for enjoyment and us you know we theorize but our especially me my big thing like when you first dropped it on me i was pissed because i wanted to drop it on you but my <laughs> big thing was the v formation birds i was like it's the same freaking clip and i can't deal with apple tv sandbagging me and making it the same clip just because they're lazy you know, when you first see that V-formation clip, it's in Allison's glasses. A lot of people may just see the bird and this blue sky and the clouds yep. and just go, yeah, but surface level, okay, it's wrong, there's an illusion. So, our theory was based on the V-formation. We caught that early, and of course, our theory was what it ended up being, what the finale revealed to us. And that reveal was that the birds chirping... <laughs> The blue skies, the sun, the green grass, that was the illusion. And we've explained it, but we want to do it one more time. Why? A lot of people thought that it was going to be vice versa, that outside actually was going to be really good. And there's going to be some nefarious reason that they're being kept inside the silo. So, again, why do they do this? And the surface level answer is you have to clean, okay? The cameras are the most important thing in the silo. The camera on the outside showing... The wasteland is the most important thing to the silo. The founders placed it there because they need the people of the silo, the 10,000 citizens, 
to see outside as a reminder of why they can't go outside. Yep. Because as time goes on, if there is no camera or if the camera gets dust over it and you can't actually see, people will wonder. People will say, why can't we go outside? Curiosity leads to rebellion. Why can't we go outside? Prove it to me. Prove it to me right now. I can't see anything on this freaking camera. So what they do is they have to clean it. And what we've been shown in this finale is that it is not habitable outside. They only have people go outside when they ask to go outside or if they're being forced outside as punishment. So as they say when they give their little speech, whether it's Holston or Bernard or Mayor Johns, we aren't going to force you to clean. We hope that you will so that it reminds everyone, you know, what is outside. It's actually, it's the truth. But what they do is they put on the VR headset. They don't protect them at all. We find out that the tape is what's not protecting them. They go outside. As soon as they're outside, it's a death sentence. They're dead. But they see the blue skies, the birds, the green grass, and they say, oh my gosh, I have to tell everybody. I have to show them that outside is actually phenomenal. We can live out here. So what do you do? You go and you show everyone. You clean the camera, and then you walk a couple more steps, and then the secret is safe. The secret of the illusion is safe because you die. And there you go. And it's just a the cycle. Interesting, the, the interesting thing, too, look, there's a couple of things to go to my mind, but like part of it is they're giving them this heat tape that they know is not, that's not going to seal the, the suit. Now, do you right. think they know that that tape is specifically bad? Because if they knew that tape was bad, and they knew that if they put better tape on that they could exist out there, then they could just have somebody be their job to go out and clean it. Yeah. Now, yeah. the other piece of that, and sorry to, to keep going, but we now have seen multiple times with Holson and Jules now someone leaving the silo. But I don't know if they can essentially. Come back in. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that ever lets them come back in. I'm not. Not really sure how uh, right. how that would work. So I think the basic answer, and I'm sure we'll get plenty more, but the more you show the citizens of the silo that it's possible to have somebody go out and clean and then come back in, they're going to be like, make us a suit. We want to go out there. We want to leave this freaking silo. So if you show them, that's, hey, you go okay. out there, yeah, that's a good, we that's give a good you a point. suit, you're dead. You're never going out. You have to stay here. And it's just more the fear factor. Yeah, now, I think that's a good point. And weirdly enough, we've talked about this. They're actually, whether there's going to be a nefarious reason or not, they're saving the citizens of the silo with this illusion. And Bernard is not wrong. And that's why I was really interested because there's got to be so much stuff going through Jules's head when she actually realizes, oh my gosh, it's not correct. It's not yeah. nice out there. So she knows, like, if I stay alive... I'm going to cause a rebellion and people are going to come outside and they're going to die. Like, it's just one of those things where I was like, man, the gears must be turning. She must be wondering exactly what she needs to do. Yeah. She cares about the people, the silo, obviously. But she also yeah. double middle finger to Bernard and Sims, even though Sims, man, he looked a little surprised. Yeah. Sims. Sims obviously didn't have all that knowledge. And the last we see of anything inside the silo is Bernard using his uh somebody in our discord called it a key fob which i liked uh yep. i still think it looks like the keychain from an arcade yeah. uh, or like a one of those dispensers at the supermarket back in the day but he does use that as a key 
to open up the server room, which we have not. He talks earlier in this season about the servers directing all the energy from the generators. Uh, but that that fob is the key to the servers. Now, the significance of it lighting up, I still we still don't know. I think this might be a good a good time to just let's air out off the top of our heads kind of the mysteries that still are out there. And mm-hmm. big biggest one is what is the door in the bottom of the silo? Right. I mean, I think we can we can probably guess that it can connect other silos, but that is regardless the biggest outstanding mystery, I would say. What is Bernard's key fob server room access really affording him? You know, what does someone like Meadows know about, you know, in judicial? Oh, she doesn't know shit. Meadows, man. Sims, all these yeah. people in judicial, how much do they actually know is still hanging out there? What is the syndrome? You know, what happened to Patrick Kennedy and Danny? Oh, they, they got, got caught. Up. They said they got picked what up. What are yeah. the mines? What we mentioned this in a oh podcast when they looked at the, the mines, mines earlier. Man. But Lucas just straight fucked. Now Ten they did years. say, I believe Bernard said that they were mining iron ore, right? Yep. So yep. that's interesting. You know, why is the rabbit not something that people <laughs> want? I'm still going back there. Like, why was that rabbit such like a fucking like crazy thing to trade for? Mm-hmm. I think that's a. I oh, still God. think I mean, you're I'm right. Just, about I'm just. The lab. I'm, on, I'm on a heater right now. What else do you got? Why didn't the wife of Sims kill Jules or beat her over the head? We've gotten so many things paid off. Why does Walk have agoraphobia? Like, why can't she? Yeah. Leave? Why can't Walk leave? Whatever so, happened to? Okay, no, continue. Well, <laughs> I could just go think, over. <laughs> but that's this is my point. That's right? the point. Like, yeah. I think uh, when I was, I watched it twice before each podcast and the second time is typically with my wife if she can't watch it with me on the first time and i do remember like after the third episode when i said hey you know i think it's bad outside and then i gave her my case the case that we had and she said oh yeah i think you're right like fuck why like that just ruins the show for me but i was like yeah but like that's just the tip of the iceberg like right if we know that to be true then there's so many questions that come off of it which she agreed with and was right back on board but i just want the listeners to kind of remember while hugh told us that he was inspired in part by some of the things in shows like lost and whatnot i feel as a fan that hasn't read the books yet pretty good about the trajectory of the show given the speed in which they do answer questions and just feeling really comfortable that a, I'm still on the hook because there's all these questions for the next season. Agreed. And B, I just have this faith that I'm going to learn the answers to pretty much everything I just asked in that part. I don't think I'm ever going to figure out why there were two capitalized T's in truth. <laughs> and also, you Tyler, know, I, I looked at it again in this episode. The H was capital as well, man. So it was capital Are you T. you kidding and cap- me? It what was capital T, capital T, and capital H. So R U. What a trick. S. I remember trust. Are you asked? <laughs> what um, a trip. But yeah, I just want to reiterate what you're saying. Just because we're we're bringing up all these questions is no slight on the show. I feel very satisfied with the answers we got for season one. And just like you said, Hugh told us it's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more to learn. And having these questions just gets me going for season two. <laughs> I am ready 
I am yeah, ready. There's no for more. There's two. no more character development that has to come from our main characters, and we're just going to be freaking cranking through. Well, real quick, let me just what read you, this tweet. I want to. I have so you go for your part, but don't tread on my part, which is going to be the finale to our Tim Robbins versus Common game. <laughs> I, I will tread on you. Everybody's been waiting for it, and we got a we got a great open ended question for this last episode. <laughs> All point. right, sounds good. So he actually posted something that came from Rebecca Ferguson, aka Jules, and it was a question that was asked to her: "Have you read all of the scripts for season two yet?" And she goes, "Yes, of course. I'm producing it, and we had all the script changes and everything prior to the strike, so that we're able to continue to do it thanks to all the preparations that we did." She says, I'm full in. I'm soul, heart, and body in this project, and it's really effing good. I think season one was very, very good, but it's nothing compared to what we're doing now. We've done the intro. We know the characters. Now it can go dark. Now the things can happen. Exactly mm. what you just said, and that's why I kind of mm. wanted to to Love jump that. in and say that. Love that. I was really relieved that we didn't have a you know, Westworld style assassination of Tim Robbins in this episode. I was kind of fearful that like Sims was going to, or somebody was just going to kill Tim Robbins because he didn't sign on for multiple seasons, but we got Tim Robbins locked in too, which I'm really happy about, but we've Mm -hmm. been playing all year, Tim Robbins or common. So I'm going to take Tim Robbins and commons performance this week. (laughs) And they had four major dialogue scenes for them tim robbins had had more his meter is is higher but Mm -hmm. they both had two major dialogue scenes so four in total and what i would say is they each had one that i found to be very good one that i found to be very hilariously bad (laughs) and i'm going to i'm just going to do my quick reenactment of the four and i want you to tell me which ones you think go into which (laughs) camp okay jim (laughs) Yep. All right. So we have the scene with Billings being confronted by Sims, mm-hmm. where Sims essentially figures out that he has the syndrome, but right. Common does a pretty aggressive, interesting chair slam. It was Common kind of going into this persona of Sims in the best form that I've seen this season. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. one. So okay. we have Tim Robbins saying, shut your eyes, turn around, cover <laughs> your faces when the computers come on with the outside. Yep. I don't know if that's going to be on Tim Robbins Emmy reel, but we'll see. <laughs> um, we had Common saying, shut the fuck up twice <laughs> yeah. to Jules. <laughs> and... Uh, Surprised he didn't punch her in the gut again. <laughs> yeah. And then we had, lastly, Bernard's pretty soul-crushing scene with Lucas uh, where yeah. he tells Lucas, hey, you know, you sat in the cafeteria every day looking out at the stars. That curiosity did you well, so now you're going to be in the mines. There's no there's no place to look at the stars in the mines. Pretty brutal uh, body slam by Bernard there. So... I think I probably actually gave it away. Of which yeah, you gave I it away, but it's fine. But between those four scenes, whose meter are you on as the uh, better performance? Okay, so listen. <laughs> so listen here. We're putting Common in a box here, and we've been saying it, right? 
It's either I've been team common. No, you have. And but but what we both <laughs> agreed on pretty much is that he is who he is in the show and he's doing it just fine. Right. Yep. He is the enforcer and he's either menacing or angry or menacing Which or angry or menacing really or angry. He did yeah. the perfection in that one scene. But I don't know, Jim, whenever you piss me off, you might just hear me say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I don't know anything about the books. I have no idea how important Sims is going to be, but he better uh, show us some range if he wants to be anything different than what he has been so far. And I, I just want to reiterate him and his character. To me, he played the enforcer just fine. Yep. I don't have any preconceived notion of who he should be. Like, if I'm a book reader and I know that he's going to be like a the leader of a rebellion or something and a big deal, and I'm spoiling Brenna's take here, but, you know, if he's going to be something that's a lot different, well, then he's going to have to show me a lot more range and a lot more emotions and this and that. Yeah, and just to keep us on track, too, there was a there was a take that my wife had about Robert Sims character and his family actually being kind of the insiders of a rebellion. And for more on that, you can check out the discord. It was in there. Yeah, it was in there. It, you can, you can bring it up. So look, I think to put a cap on it, Tim Robbins came out on top in the Tim Robbins meter, but mm -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised with Common's performance as well. And, uh, I think that's a that's a tandem that if you would have told me before this show ever came out was a good fit. I don't know if I would have agreed with you, but I definitely like the way those two characters played off of each other. So I don't want to launch into nitpicks, but I think this is the time to do it. And I had two okay. nitpicks with this. And the second isn't really a nitpick, but honestly, I think for our conversation coming up with with Hugh, it's going to be some of the questions that I ask him. But first was, we talked at length about the realities that they demonstrate in terms of movement in the silo. They really do. It does take time to get from place to place. Seemed like Jules and Patrick Kennedy and Danny, who didn't look like he was hitting the gym too often in the <laughs> silo, made it from floor 22 to 126 on the trash suit pretty fast. Now, look, I get they're going down, but if you've got that's me a ladder climbing, that's if you got me climbing down a ladder for a hundred stories, I don't know how fast I'm going to be doing that. So let's do this. We're going to do this as we go for the rest of this episode, because there are some things we should pat ourselves on the back. And Tyler, you brought up the trash chute wasn't on my radar. You brought it up for last episode. It came to fruition this episode. I would have thought maybe it would be like some kind of slide. Yes. Not necessarily like a, a fun woo slide, but at least like on jumping a certain on top angle, of some trash or yeah, something. Yeah, a certain like, yeah. angle where you're still, it's dangerous, but you're sliding and you're not climbing down a ladder. As soon as I saw that they were going to be climbing down a ladder, I was like, they are going to be sore as shit at the yeah, end of this climb. 100 stories climbing down a ladder? Like, holy shit. Yep, yep. It's yeah, a small continue. thing. What I will say is that between them going into the trash chute and them getting to 126, we had the scene where Sims confronts Billings. We had some things happen. That was the main one. But like it did give you the sense that there was a little bit of time between it, but they still would have had to bust ass down that down that ladder for it to really line up. 
Yeah, um, and it was still when they weren't figuring it out yet, meaning Bernard. So, yeah. but Bernard they, figures it out ASAP, right? Yes, Sa- he does. Same with same with the way Jules right away is like, "Hey, Bernard's searching for us, and he's better than Danny, so we got to get the fuck out of here." I thought that was cr- like that's I the, did that's really the like stuff that I love because it's just like we were talking about there, just these snap recognitions happening from the main characters throughout the show, which a worse show would have maybe taken like in an episode to be like oh no it is the trash suit and that's yeah. how you can move something like this a little bit faster and regardless of what i think about going down 100 stories in the trash shoot it's worth it because i mean the scene where they're throwing stuff down at her like that was just an awesome scene agreed um, and it it did get her down to uh the the down deep and it made sense but that that was that was one thing. What did you think yeah. about the whole uh, the escape down to the down deep and how they caught her? I also just want to jump in and say I to piggyback off of what you were saying about how Bernard, they recognized that he was going to be better and, and figure everything out. I liked the arrogance of Bernard when he was like, oh, they think they're good, but I'm better. And he was figuring shit out quickly as well, because we don't know if anybody else knows anything. You know, we thought Sims knew some stuff and he does. But my guess would have been that he knew more than what he does. And he he seems very in the dark compared to what I thought he knew. So Bernard is the big dog. He knows everything about the silo, except the shag pad, probably. Which yeah, we'll talk does, about it in a doesn't little bit. seem like he knows about the shag pad. He doesn't know about the door in the down under. But yeah, so it also is very irresponsible, just like we said about every shadow with Jules in the down under. <laughs> Bernard dies. What happens? He has a heart attack. What happens to the silo? Yeah, he it's... needs to pick a, a shadow quickly. Right. And that was a scene where he told Sims, he said, oh, I was being a little rash. We'll talk about this after we catch Jules. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, I thought that the scene was cool uh, going down the ladder. Like you said, I noticed as well the 100 stories, but the scene where they're throwing the stuff down the chute, when they were getting ready to throw that big-ass thing, I was like, oh my goodness, man. That was awesome. She falls down. She gets hurt, so it's believable. Basically, she's knocked well, she out. Got, she gets hit on the arm when they're sending the first things down. That's what they're bandaging up. So, like, right. yeah, that was just a badass scene, I thought. Um, yeah. And, and it gets her back to mechanical. Obviously, Knox just screws her. Yeah. And Walk says Knox did the right thing. Shirley says Fuck he him. didn't. Yeah. Well, let's throw a couple props where they're they're deserved. In the Discord, you know, we asked on the pod, tell us when Shirley's name was given to us because we didn't know about it. It was Starless Oblivion said, yeah, hey, Starless they did Oblivion. Say sh- when they said Shirley... In episode three, I haven't gone back to confirm, but I trust, but I trust this user. Um, apparently, when Jules was super hungover after the uh, the whole Holston cleaning situation, uh, right? They say Shirley. I felt kind of drunk and hungover in that stage as well of the show. So yeah, it right, slipped right on by me. And while we're at it, Thoros Oblivion, props to you. Let's give a couple more props. It's Jules. She was the one who talked about the key fob. Throwing theories at us left and right. Loving that. Andrew 3000. Yeah, she knew it was a key. She knew it was a key. Um, and we'll give, let's give Simon the nipple some props. That guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he seems <laughs> like a great guy, and I'd love to get some beers with him at some point. Me, Hardy 24. Uh, you know, 
all of you guys, Dr. Robofinger, we're just throwing names out here because we're having a blast with everyone. And we just want to make sure you guys know that we appreciate you. And we want so many more people to be jumping on. Anyway, Tyler, give me your second nitpick. And the second nitpick kind of goes in the same realm as the nitpick from last episode. And it's just the situation with Carla. So Walker's ex. Right. Or at least we believe X could have been a friend, but whatever. They're in a picture together. So, yes, I am annoyed that I didn't kind of put more emphasis on the heat tape throughout the show. But at the same point in time, we didn't know that we had a character in the show that was tied to the supply room. So it is just like, oh, well, this. Carla isn't somebody we've ever seen before in the show. It is somebody that could have a line to the supply room. And this is where, you know, in a show like this with so many characters, a mystery show, I kind of put myself in the shoes of the writer's room or Hugh when he was creating it. And I don't know how you can introduce characters in a different way, right? Like, right. It's not like they had a reason to ever go to floor one 20 or whatever and knock up for Carla. But I just, it is that thing where it's like, okay, the heat tape is really the reveal of the season. And while I could have known the importance of it, you could have never guessed, like you would have just been taking a shot in the dark to be like, oh, well, the person in Walk's picture, we've actually never seen them before. And they just happen to work for supply. It would have been nice if they just gave us something beforehand. Um, It's a little bit like Danny, but You know, I think that what they could have done, and it would have been very easy, would have any of the scenes where Shirley, Knox, Jules, any of them were in the room with Walk, they could have like been walking around, grabbed the picture and be like, oh, do you miss her because you're stuck in this room? And then she could be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, she's up in supply doing her thing. That's all you have to do. Yeah. A quick statement. Yeah. I mean, the funny part of it to me, at least, is that because this show does such a great job between Holston, Allison, the whole way that the show introduces characters to us from that first two episodes that you just expect that every character is going to be flushed out that way before they're introduced to us. So when Danny, Lucas, now Carla are introduced to us, just because it wasn't quite as seamless as some of those Everybody else in the show, like even Billings, they're talking about him a ton before you see him. Yeah. Um, it just, to me, like jumps out as like, ah, oh, man, I really wish I just had something else before they become such an integral part of the show. But, you know, in the same breath, I don't know how you do that. And then like there's 10,000 people in this silo. We are just going to meet random people. We've only it's only it's a five hours of show, you know, five to six hour show from start to finish. Like you can't just jam everybody in along the way. That was for me. Just I was just hoping that like it was maybe Ellis. And then Ellis was like, oh, shit, I've got some heat tape because like, why? Yeah. Who was Ellis? There's another there's another question for us. Why did she matter? She's sending freaking notes to, to Jules. Like, I don't know. Honestly, that's more of a question for someone like Hugh, because. I don't know the right answer. You can't like weave everybody in in a way that like we're kumbayaing because then you're going to lose some really important scenes with our main characters. But right. I did kind of feel like I couldn't I didn't have enough information to even figure out that the heat tape was going to be the thing without knowing Carla. 
Right. Agreed. Speaking of Hugh, he will be back, guys. We are going to have Hugh back on very soon to talk about the entire season and the finale. So hit that subscribe button and wait for that episode because it's going to be another fun one. We have plenty of questions to ask him. We love talking to him the first time. Now, also speaking of Hugh Tyler, where did you see him? <laughs> he made his acting debut. He had his arms crossed in a big dog fashion, just eyeballing knocks up during Jules cleaning. Mm -hmm. I thought uh, there's definitely been some shit talking going down the down deep. You know, people oh, yeah. are like, Shirley's stirring the pot. People are like, fuck Knox, dude. What's this guy's deal? And <laughs> he was definitely one of them. He was just yeah. very disapprovingly looking at him, but he was right. I don't think it was possible to cut the, to cut him out of the scene, which was good. That's for so him. funny. <laughs> good for you, man. He looked great doing it. Yeah, he got in there. He got in there. He fit in right with the down deep. Yeah, let me ask you this question. I may have missed it. Did they show Jules's shadow in her scene when they're yeah. all watching? <laughs> yeah, you're too busy staring at Hugh. But when Knox sits down, you can see her uh, her shadow is sitting behind him. So I hope he gets more of a part in the next season. If we return, we'll we'll, we'll obviously return to eighteen silo. But and they had Hank. They did a good job of when they had reactions to Jules right. going outside. They kind of had a spot where like every person from the down deep, whether we knew their names or when they were in that episode three, they kind of got like a gasp or a, a just a, right. a quick shot. Um, So that was that was nice. That was kind of nice. That was kind of nice. All right. So a couple other things that we want to talk about. We just quickly brush over them. Billings, we weren't right about the Lucas thing. He didn't get a chat with Lucas, and he didn't really join Jules. So plenty of time for that in the future. But for now, all we found out was Sims played hard ass with him, threw a chair, threw it hard, threw it good, and <laughs> jammed it in the ground. Noticed the syndrome issue, but Billings got a pass. Any thoughts on that, Tyler? Any reason why you think they would give him one? Or is it just because, you know, he's the man of the law and they know they can trust him I as think, long as it has to do I with the pact? That's, I think that's also almost a little bit more interesting to me because it's a slower burn. Because to them, they're like, we need order. So we're going to keep Billings. I don't give a shit if he has the syndrome. He's a fucking rule follower. He's not going to ever step out of line from the pact. He's the guy. They don't and even, he's going to listen to us. Exactly. Because we're letting him do this. Exactly. So they don't even realize that he is a dangerous insider because he has, you know, knowledge right. of the Book of Georgia. So I thought that was cool. And that that honestly makes me more intrigued in Billings character in season two. Um, so I thought that was nice. Another piece that we haven't talked about was we did finally see George's demise on video. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and how Trumbull messed up, which was. Trumbull allowed him to commit. Yeah, Trumbull, you know, get let him out of his grasp, and George was able to essentially sacrifice himself for the safety of the hard drive and the secrets that he had uncovered. Um, which for Jules character obviously is emotional because you know he did throw himself away, but and he held his heart before he did it just for yeah. her. Yeah. So in front of the camera. Which is tough, but I think that puts a little bit of closure on, on the George angle. Like we now know if you think about his character, the only thing that we can learn more about is his mom. Um, and in the mm -hmm. same breath, we did learn whether we can trust her or not, but Bernard does tell Jules that her mom 
did that all by herself on the on the suicide front. Um, yes, right. Again, I don't know if we can believe it, but he did say, look, they weren't ever supposed to have kids. So that opens up more for Pete Nichols, Ian Glenn's character, Jules' father. That opens up more for him to do because guess what? He had two kids he wasn't supposed to. They both the kids are in shit situations. His wife's dead, and he's the person at the well, trigger the one of kid's birth dead, control. So, yeah, <laughs> and he's he's the person at the trigger with uh with the birth control. So there might be something more to his character that maybe we don't know. Yeah, I mean, one of the theories that I brought up was that he was removing the birth control and actually allowing him and his wife to have the kids. Now, we actually both decided we were out on that just because we thought that she didn't start asking the questions until after the the son dies. So we thought she and her husband, Pete Nichols, yeah. were allowed yeah, to have that's... kids. And t- so uh, we're opening back up the cold case into Jules brothers. That's death. a cold. That's a cold that's case a... because honestly, open that up. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of like the the forgetting Sarah Marshall. Can you say Dixical <laughs> when they're doing the, <laughs> the Sarah Marshall yeah. thing? Um, but when you're Bernard, it's Bernard that tells her this, right? That, yep. Yep. Yeah. So when you're Bernard and saying like you weren't supposed to be born, well, if you're not supposed to be born, then how having two kids, you know, one quote unquote by accident, even though you're, the mother has the birth control on her, Jules accidentally is conceived a little sketchy that two were conceived and i think that that's a point for our theory that he specifically was removing the birth control when he wasn't supposed to yeah yeah i think that could be a good and i like that ian glenn is staying you know we said that he might be an issue he might be a liability for jules they might take him and use him against jules and he might not last the season well he did and he for an old man he's a great baker man i couldn't tell whether that was like a a sweet pie type Dish, or was that like more of a hearty like meat? Was it savory pie? and yeah, yeah. shepherd's pie think? or something? I feel like it, you would want it to be sweet if you're like baking and it's like one of her last meals. But hearty is also like warming and warms your heart, man. And I don't know. It's also kind of ridiculous that they're just letting a yeah, box all the shit between. Yeah, there's yeah. like, like that. It's <laughs> like you know what, Jules, have a spoon because why not? When we come yeah. to. When we come to take you out, you just jab the end of a spoon into a guy's neck. You know, let's yeah. give you every weapon that we can. You know, just throw a tin of hush puppies at, it, at one of the guards. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, it is what it is. But And it I also cracks kind of me funny. up, too, because they do it so often. And we talk about it so much, like mass surveillance. But Jules gets the hush puppies or whatever they are. And then she just looks up into the camera and, like, starts digging through them. And it's like <laughs> nobody's watching her right now. Yeah, it's like, really there's too much her. going on. It's like, yeah, but she's the most important part. Like, yeah. Like, but what the- are we supposed to think? Because like Billings maybe is like, oh, you know what? Have those hush puppies. I, I don't yeah. Little but again, the- nitpicks, nitpicks. But I was like, OK, they're bringing spoons in and they're bringing an entire tin in. Like, OK. Yeah, but the note was very nice. Obviously, Walk tells her she, she loves her. She's always loved her. And she gave you the heads girl. up on the tape, which I'm sure that's what Jules kind of pieced together, uh, which is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, just that's kind of the exclamation point on just how intelligent and, and one step ahead Jules has been this entire season. I have to kind of go back to the episode five where 
they're going to flashbacks of her and George, and she's talking about you know running from a dog when they're getting the heat tape. I think she might say in that episode, like in that flashback, like and the tape fucking sucked or like whatever. So no, she does, yeah. And running from a dog like that is that, like you know, I just running from a even... dog is good because we hear the dogs barking when Walk walks up to the door. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. Anything else, Tyler? Let's just give it up for Jules real quick. Drawing the biggest crowd in silo history for a cleaning. I mean, come on. Bigger That's going to make Holston. you feel good. That made me yeah. feel like if, you know, I got a couple more Twitter followers back, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh no, but all jokes aside, Jim, really appreciate you having me on for all, all of our listeners, whether this is the first episode you listened to, or you've been riding with us from day one or anything in between um, your engagement, and everybody's kind of willingness to jump into the, to whether it be the discord twitter reddit whatever and talk about this show that's honestly what's even enhanced it further for me oh yeah because this is a really well done show with a high production value and great actors and actresses but having that additional fan engagement on the week-to-week basis this is what tv is to me personally I am a once a week type guy. I know it doesn't necessarily go with binge town, but <laughs> I'm going to uh, probably be watching one to 10 binge style at some point in the coming weeks. So we'll have that as well. But thank you for having me. Yeah, Tyler, it's been a blast, man. 10 episodes, nine technically podcast episodes. We killed it, man. We had such a great time. The engagement is why we created this podcast three years ago. We love talking about TV, movies, whatever it is, books, because we're huge book readers as well. We love talking with everybody, not just the seven of us, plus you, Tyler, and Alki, and Kathleen's girlfriend, anyone who jumps on, but everybody, all of our listeners, everyone who wants to talk about TV, we want to talk. We have so much fun, and that's why we created the Discord Link will be in the description. That's why we jump on Twitter. That's why we jump on Reddit. Props to the Reddit feed, the silo feed on Reddit. Props to the Facebook silo group. I had so much fun talking with all of them on there. Let me ask you one more question, Tyler. Hit me. How did it feel? How did it feel when we kind of knew we were right, but we were proven right from something that we talked about in the very beginning of this pod? We joked that we were throwing darts, but this is a theory that we stuck to. We didn't. We joked and we said, ah, it could be this or that, but we kind of did stick to this theory. So how to feel to get this reveal? Because it was so well done, and it was like coming from our own eyes. We literally said, this is why we believe it, and one of the reasons we believe it is the birds in V formation. Jules looks at the birds in V formation and goes, holy shit, it's a clip. It's an illusion. I mean, and that's look, why we- Silo's great. Because yeah. they know that's how we figured it out, and that's how they make her figure it out. Yep. Yeah. There's definitely some vindication of being right, but you know, I like to think of this type of show and and theories on it as like I'm a baseball player. So if I'm three for ten, I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. So right. while maybe you know I was trying to pour water on the flowers and I was looking into <laughs> the capitalization of inscriptions. I at least knew that it was shitty outside. So there you go. 
<laughs> love it you're batting 300 you hit a grand slam with that theory we there had we some go. fun with that one guys thank you so much for listening for these 10 episodes following along with these 10 episodes of silo nine episodes actually no we had 10 episodes because we had the hue interview so 10 episodes of silo we are going to have hue, hue back we're probably going to have tyler and then a bunch of other the Benchtown members on for just a season recap just to talk about some of our favorite stuff from the season allow kathleen or kyle or luke or paul or dave or brian just want to make sure i got them all (laughs) or any of them (laughs) jump in and talk about their favorite moments any theories anything there's some more silo coming but like we said in the intro this is our silo feed if you're listening on the silo feed by searching silo but we want you guys to follow us we want you guys to find our other feeds we had so much fun talking with everybody Check us out, BingetownTV.com. Search Bingetown TV on any of your favorite podcast apps. From now on, every single show that we cover week to week will have its own feed. Currently, we have a Succession feed, a Yellow Jackets feed, a Cruel Summer feed. Um, there's Alice in Borderland that we're actually uh, previously covered that has its own feed. There's a lot of feeds that we've created, but we're going to keep creating more, like The Witcher, Black Mirror, It's just going to continue that way. So we want everybody to find us and we want to have fun with you all. So if you could give us a subscribe, that'd be great. But if you can follow us to the next show, that's even better. Once again, guys, we are Benchtown TV. We'll talk to you very soon when we chat with you. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.